Talking about my generation. Bam, bam, bam. Don't you fucking ever use that as a cold so. open. Heyo, hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man. Is this that recording? Hell yeah, it is. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, I'm nobody. Yeah, I'm nobody. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm Zach. This is Nate. Hey. As always, we're going to be bringing you the freshest, the sickest Game of Thrones, which is a, uh, fuck me, I'm butchering this intro. I don't think it's the freshest, to tell you the truth, because that would probably be like Fire and Blood and Damn it. stuff. But, you know, we'll get there. We're working on it. We're heading that direction, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Fuck it, we're doing it live. For those of you that don't know and are first joining us, we are a full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, beginning with A Game of Thrones. What's up, everybody? It's Nate here from Brotherhood Without Manners. I'm just going to sneak in and tell you really quick about this sweet app called PodCoin. If you listen to podcasts at all, especially Brotherhood Without Manners, all you have to do is download this app, Download our podcast, put in the code BROTHERHOOD, and you will get 300 coins. And you can spend those coins on all sorts of cool stuff. Gift cards, donating to charity, whatever. So give it a try. Let us know if you like it. We really enjoy using it for our podcast listening. Uh, You can get free stuff, so why not take advantage of something you already do? Anyway, back to the episode. I'll be over here <laughs> not doing your intro like you were supposed to. I'm Zach, by the way. Yeah, you said that. Cool. That you got right. You got that part. I know. So, I'm just sticking with what I know. If you joined us last time, we were reading Tyrion 4. Tyrion had been taken by Catelyn Stark, and instead of heading for Winterfell, as she liked to boast, they were instead... Loudly on... and often. Thank you, Professor McGonagall. Yeah. Uh, instead, they were taking the eastern road up into the Eyrie to visit her sister Liza. Hell yeah, but then, surprise, clans, tribesmen are... I c- combined them into They're a singular. Just um, monumental. They attacked, and then Tyrion had his first battle. It was successful for the most he, part. He fucked shit up. He handled some business, but go listen to the episode, you know, and it's great news. Enjoy it. It's a good um, chapter. This chapter is going to be pretty awesome, too. Uh, any news before we jump right into there? Anything you've got? I don't have... Oh, uh, E3. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, yeah. So those of you is... don't know, we also play video games. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> who doesn't these days? <laughs> who doesn't? True. Um, E3 just happened, and, well, I'm not going to... Yeah, we're not, not crazy. Um, There was a game announced with George R. R. Martin in collaboration of From Software, which is a company yes. I ha- we happen to really enjoy. So he did make a note, uh, mention on his Not a Blog a few weeks ago that he was working on some kind of game in yeah. collaboration with somebody, and so that game was announced. Yeah, Elden Ring, and that's pretty much all we got. But... Yeah, we got a little bit of screen, you know, some cinematic screen play, but. You know, it didn't give too much, but man, I'm super excited. Anything fantasy that Martin is, especially is something on. interactive like a video game yes. that you can get inside of. Well, because and... we've we were big fans of that 
we shouldn't get too far into video yeah, games. Yeah, we can't go into video games. But Brotherhood Without Man is a full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's Talk about Spider Series. Yes. Uh, so Martin's working on a video game, and we're excited for that. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, play, it's probably taken you. away from Winds of Winter Time, but you know, whatever. What isn't you at know, this point? I, I let the guy the do his work, thing. Yeah, like, uh, I'm excited for anything. With that, let's get into this week's chapter. This week we are joining Arya and reading Arya three in a Game of Thrones. Are you reading? You should be. We pick up with Arya. She is chasing cats. Yes. Chasing uh, kitty cats. Specifically right now, a one-eared black cat. He's a, he's a savage. He's one of my favorite characters. She's got him books. cornered in an alley, and she's finally got this bastard. Yeah. He's And she's telling herself, quiet as a shadow, yes. light as a feather. So, just for reference here shortly, I went through, and every time that she thought to herself one of Cereal Pharrell's little sayings or quips... I wrote it down. So did I. So I have a list. Of uh, yeah, no, every I've got just about every single one as noted well. Noted here. So she does it often and a variety. This of is them. the start of something that stays with Arya. Yes. Up to uh, Dance with Dragons, where we leave her. And Check so, out our Mercy chapter on Patreon. Do that. Sorry. And anyway. so it says that chasing cats is hard work. And her hands are covered in scratches and scabs, and both knees are all scabby. And yeah. after she was scraping them in the rushes, yeah, initially she was having trouble even catching the fat slow cats. The, so yeah, the, she's cook, been the cook's fat her, cattle. Had she would uh, her. she would go to cereal with her scrapes and cuts that first time, and she was kind of complaining. And he was so slow, so slow. Be quicker, girl. Your enemies will give you more than scratches. and um, But then he would dab her wounds with some mirish fire, which is exactly what it sounds like. And Arya would want to scream out, which she would, because it burned. But he would clean her cuts, which, you know, just tells me that, like, he isn't trying to hurt this girl. He is, you know, seeing to her wounds. He's just trying to train her. So I really do like how, how little interaction we get with Serio Pharrell. But how much how of much his of teachings we, we actually are seeing with her, and we'll definitely see it more towards the end, which will be fun to... And so, yeah, this is when we learned that the Red Keep was full of cats, and one by one, Arya had chased them down, caught them, and brought them proudly back to Sirio, all but this one, this one-eared black devil of a tomcat. So we both know that I like cats. And that sounds like the greatest fucking thing I've ever. There are like actual theories about this cat. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. This yeah, cat yeah. might be someone significant. Valerian. And yeah, there's a. There's, yeah, I love this cat. I yeah, fucking this cat is love pretty this cat. And so I have uh, some things to mention about that actually, and whether he's he's intentionally leading her to certain places. Is so is that. Because this is when we learned that one of the gold cloaks had seen her chasing this yes. cat and told her that that's the real king of this castle right there, older than sin and twice as mean. Once the king had hosted yes. Lord Tywin, and the bastard jumped up on the table and snatched a roasted quail from right from Lord Tywin's fingers, and Robert had laughed so hard he was fit to burst. Yes. So I think that's spectacular. This cat is my fucking hero. Just shit on all to- over Tywin. And I love too. that Robert loses his shit at it, thinks it's fucking hysterical. Now, I also like that the guard used the specific words, that bastard. Yeah. And so, I, while I don't subscribe to the theory that Brendan Rivers is inside of there, mm-hmm. I do believe Brendan Rivers' is Three-Eyed Raven is a uh, bastard. And so, thus yeah. the name Rivers. For those who don't know. Um, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well, what educate. That's it. Anyway, I lost my train of thought because somebody's slapping their hand <laughs> and it threw me off. Um, the cat's sweet. 
And yeah, it's, he's it's, a it seems to have this sort of knowledge of of the Red Keep where it's, and for a while now it seems to have been fucking with people. Yes, but, especially uh, Arya's had a lot of trouble with this bastard. He's been running her. He's been all leading her all over, over the yeah. castle, twice around the Tower of the Hand, through the stables, past the kitchens and the barracks for the Gold Cloak, in and out of strange buildings until Arya doesn't know where to fuck she's at anymore. She's lost as hell. But now she had him. She, that's, she's she's got she, him. she thinks she's got him. He's he's backed up into a corner. There's a high wall right, right behind him. No windows for him to scrabble into. Nothing. The walls are closing in. And so she's she's sneaking in there. And She's uh, uh, three steps away. And yes. the cat bolts. And Arya tries to cut off the escape. The cat hisses at her and tries to dart between her legs. And this is when we get the next one. Quick as a snake, she thought. And her hands close around him, and she lifts him up to her chest, laughing. And ever so fast, yes. she plants a kiss right between his eyes and quickly pulls back so, before his claws get Again, her. I like cats. And even if they're mean, savage cats, I tend to not really care. And so I completely get her having this vicious monster cat darting in so, and then shooting Because it's going to fucking burst out of him. There was a cat, key cat his name was and this cat was pretty mean to most people but never to his owner nate but nate liked to play with this cat pretty aggressively because the cat was a little monster he was not a monster and so you would you would play this exact game where you would be trying to kiss him on the head and he'd be swatting at you and that's exactly what I thought with this. It's just this is what <laughs> your dumbass was doing. I love I'm this more moment. of a dog person. Fucking team like direwolf. Yeah, I, I like know you dogs. like dogs, but yeah. So I love that Arya did this. So yeah, she gives it a. She's just having a grand old time. <laughs> he she's got him. Pissed. Yeah, he's not happy. So he it. starts yowling. So just crying out. He's miserable now. And suddenly there's, what's he doing to that cat? And Arya is startled. She Shit. drops the cat and turns toward the voices. The tomcat just bounces. Thank I'm peace, out of here. bitch. Gets out, and Arya sees that at the end of the alley, there's a girl with a mass of golden curls dressed as prettily as a doll in blue satin. And beside her is a plump little blonde boy. Marcella and Tommen. Yeah. And so he has, like, some pearl embroidery of the the house sigil and... Uh, a little mini sword. Little mi- I like the mini sword. That's pretty dope. But... And so, yeah, it's the prince and princess. Like, Yo, just... and man, the... Fuck these two. Fuck, Fuck everyone like, in this group. Damn. This whole little posse, because there's also a large... Big old Septa. ...behind them. Yeah. Is and... this the Septa that... that uh... Unella? The one that t- takes and torments Cersei. I well, I know it's uh, Unella in the show. I don't actually yeah, specifically it's, it's remember if it's Unella in the is. books, but we'll have to. I'm gonna make a note of that at some point. I'm taking your pen. Suck it. Whoa. But anyway, yeah. So there's this big, big, large Septon woman behind them as well, and uh, two Lannister guardsmen in their crimson cloaks, and so they ask again, "What were you doing to that cat?" boy marcella actually asks and then she looks to her brother and says that he's a ragged boy isn't he look at him and she starts giggling uppity bitch <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> fuck you and tommen and, agrees saying that yeah she's very ragged and like, a little smelly and a little smelly like fuck you tommen and Arya thinks immediately that they don't know me and they don't even know i'm a girl 
Which is a small wonder, she yes. realizes, because she's so I, barefoot. I did like how she dropped to her knee immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, no, she, uh, she... At that, when she realizes that they don't know who she is. And she she's kind of thinking about how pissed off everybody's going to be at her if, if they oh, find God, out that yeah. she's there and the way she's dressed and the condition and just state she's in. Just chasing a cat all over. Just being filthy. And um, the septa comes forward. Yeah. And asks, boy... How did you come to be here? You have no business in this part of the castle. And then one of the guardsmen adds that there's no keeping this kind out. They're like the rats. rats. Yeah. And Arya just kind of, she doesn't know what to say. She's she's a little freaked out. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of just keeping quiet, stumbling over her, catching her, her words in her throat there. Uh, and she also thinks that if she does speak, Tom and Marcella are going to recognize her. So she, she keeps quiet. And the scepter begins asking if she's mute. And she just thinks to herself, calm as still water. And as one of the guardsmen, Godwin, who the scepter tells to go fetch her, as Godwin reaches in for her, Arya moves and thinks again, quick as a snake. And she spins around him as his fingers are brushing by her arm. And she thinks, smooth as summer silk. I love how... Because I don't think she, she really understood that he was teaching her this kind of combat technically like to be used in this way yeah where she's just applying his teachings to her situation right there. well yeah that's it it's all situational and it's it kind of reminds me it's like mr miyagi just showing these little subtle things yeah to to teach you i'm sure that that reference has been made in the past but yeah where she's now just dancing around him and, and it's and then by the time he spins around, Arya is sprinting yeah, down the alley, charging. swift as a deer. And then she one. does this dope-ass baseball Yeah, this slide is like between... her fucking signature move, yeah, man. The scepter is legs. screeching at her, and Arya just slides down to her knees and bounds up to her feet, bowling right into Prince Tommen. <laughs> oof. Oof. And she knocks him down on his ass, and Arya spins past the second guard, rushing past them all, and just begin sprinting full out Hard. past them. So she just escaped like a, two guards, yeah, septa, two guards a septa, in an alley, in an alley, corner, corner. And then um, as she's running, she hears the pounding footsteps behind her, yeah, and just ducks and she rolls out. She does a little tuck a little and roll. Tuck, and he kind of bounds out, reaching for her, over, stumbles, and she bounds up again. As she's bounding up, she looks and sees Notices that a there's narrow a little window. little window, barely like an arrow slit. But she can squeeze through. through. And so she, she hops up, pulls herself up, squeezes through, and she, I mean, she really has to suck and in. And we get another her. one, Slippery as an Eel. Uh, slippery as an Eel was a cool one. Yeah, and, and she wiggles her way in. Drops down. running, runs down some stairs. Yeah, so she scared the shit out of a cleaning woman yeah, right there yeah. when she dropped in. But yeah, she's just booking it. Through another window into a pitch dark cellar. And Arya's out of breath at this point and thoroughly lost. And so she, she doesn't just... think she was recognized, though. She thinks that they probably think it was just some beggar kid who snuck in and was going to kill the cat to eat or something. Yeah, and so she she's she, she decides that she's going to... She's going to chill. Take catch her breath yeah, and... Make sure she, nobody's following her, see if she's, you know, got some time. And uh, it's dark in there, so... It's super dark. So all she can hear is her own heart racing and the dripping of water. And she thinks that when she had first come to King's Landing, she would dream... Yes. About getting lost in the castle. And her father had said that the Red Keep was smaller than Winterfell, 
but in her dreams it was always immense, like an endless stone maze. This reminded me of Jon Snow dreaming of Winterfell. So, yeah, so I, I wrote down this quote here, because I was, or most of it, uh, that she would have dreams of getting lost in King's Landing, an endless stone maze with walls that shift and change. In some rooms, the red stone walls would seem to drip blood, and that there were no windows anywhere. Uh, and then sometimes she would hear her father's voice, mm-hmm. and as she, as hard as she would try to find it, it would just keep growing fainter and fainter. And yeah, one hundred percent reminded me of John's dreams yeah. going through King's Landing. It's I don't know if it's saying you know this is somewhere they don't feel they belong. That's it. As, as we mentioned, we kind John of felt didn't like, feel like he belonged. Yeah, he in had Winterfell, no right to be going down in the crypts which, there. Based on what we know of Jon Snow, would make sense with his parentage that kind of feeling. But Arya having it in King's Landing absolutely makes sense. Of this isn't yeah. where you belong at all. And it's uh, you know it maybe is it a little bit foreshadowing of when you know that Ned's going to be gone. Ned's that's it. She's Ned's not. Dying. Yeah, you're going to be searching this castle for your father. He's yeah. not there anymore. Absolutely. So, so she hugs her knees to her chest and decides to just count to 10,000 and then by then it'll be safe to go yeah. she makes Which, it to 87 holy and, shit counting to 10,000 yeah well that's it that's, a. That's, a, that's a long time and to have the concentration to do so and so yeah she gets to 87 when her eyes begin to adjust to the room in the cellar yeah. and some some dark shapes around her begin to take on yeah, form she sees empty eyes staring at her through the gloom and dimly sees jagged rows of sharp teeth what yeah, fucking a. She's in the the cellars where the dragon skulls are kept. The previous dragon skulls. But yeah, to just be dropping into this dark cellar and all of a sudden they just start appearing. Fuck that. Yeah, man. no. And she's Shit. so young that yeah, it's terrifying. So she closes her eyes and tries to send the fear away. Yes. And she thinks that when she looks again, the monsters would be gone. So she so, pretends Sirio is here, yes. whispering to her, telling her, "Calm as still water, strong as a bear." Fierce as a wolverine. Just yes. all these little fucking sweet mantras. fear cuts deeper than swords. Yeah. So she opens her eyes, and the monsters are still there. But the fear is gone. Yes. And I Because she kept that. saying she put the fear aside. And that's going to be a big thing for her. Cause, and how she develops as a character is learning to start realizing what she should be scared of as opposed to what's actually there. Yeah, and, and you know, take a take a truer look. Don't just react to it. And, it yeah, and, you know, yeah. This, this is a monster, but it can't hurt you anymore. It's scary, yeah, but it's only scary because it looks scary. It can't actually do anything. You can still escape it's it. It's funny because she will forget that here in just a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, definitely. Yeah, but she's, she's still stands, a little girl. She's moving slowly and she touches the massive jaw, feeling it. It's cold and hard and she runs her finger down a sharp tooth and describes it as a dagger made of darkness, which just I thought was great. Uh, and she tells herself aloud, it's dead, it's just a skull, it can't hurt me. She's, she, yeah, she's still eight, she's still trying to talk yeah. herself so down. So, this part really gets me, because she, she said she could feel its empty eyes watching her, and, uh, through the gloom, and there was something in the dim cavernous room that did not love her. Yeah. Now, I, maybe it's me being fucking wild and tinfoily like I tend to, to do, Garrett is cold hands. And, she, but we, with her association in the future with the Faceless Men and their known issues with dragons, do you think that there's something in the magic of the dragons and them there that are kind of res- responding or reacting? Or I think the, I think if there was anywhere 
in Westeros besides like Dragonstone that dragons would have significance, I would say it would be the dragon pit because that's sort of where they died. And so I could almost feel there being some residual dragon magic that, yeah, I, because I subscribe to the theory that Arya may be the one to blow King's Landing in the end yeah, with yeah. her faceless men training. It's such a, King's Landing rep, ends up representing, obviously, we say it every episode, but we're full spoiler review podcast. To me, King's Landing in Arya's eyes ends up representing a place where she lost everything. Her family was wrenched from her in the form of Sansa being married to Joffrey, Ned being beheaded. Or even Serial Pharrell. Her she, mentor and Pharrell was attacked by Maren Tran. Mm-hmm. She was rip, ripped away and sent with Yorin up to the Night's Watch. And then from there, everything just unfolded. And so if she ever returns, Cersei... The mountain are both on her list, and yeah. King's Landing itself is just going to be such a bitter memory uh, yeah, sour place that I could see her detonating the wildfire. Sure. And with uh, the ghost of High Heart, she yeah, even claims yeah. that you know there's some terrifying shit for Arya. And by the point that that ghost of High Heart meets Arya, Arya really she's killed a few men, but not enough. Of, yeah, like, and even you know if you factor in you know. If she were to to retaliate on the phrase, if she were to get even a hundred kills over there in in Bravos where she's training and stuff, she it's not like the the Ghost of High Heart hasn't talked to soldiers. And well, that's people it. Who have Arya, when when the Ghost of High Heart is talking to her, Arya's with the Brotherhood without banner. Uh, yeah, banners. These, yeah, banners. banners, ban- banners their banners were banners. Their banners. Yeah, she's with the Brotherhood without banners. Who have definitely killed more people and than looted and point. pillaged and been pretty savage so dudes there's in general. something in the future that Arya does that that's just claims brutal. a lot of lives yeah. i would assume so unless she's just seeing the anyway death, but we are so far off track we apologize <laughs> pulling it back so yeah i just i feel like Arya is not welcome in the king's landing there's some sort of there's something yes. and, and especially with those dra- around the and it could skulls. even be something as simple as Arya's intuition of right. she doesn't belong here yeah absolutely it's like the old god well the that's old it which may her. also push her towards the the faceless men yeah who have that, that that's it you need to be yeah. elsewhere right. and this is your path so she edges away from the skull and if she backs away from it, that one perfect horse yeah, the horror great. movie scene where she backs makes, into yeah. a bigger one yes. and it's an oh shit and the tooth catches from that one it, on her. It freaks her out. And she loses She's it so there. close to one. Like, she she delicately approached the first one, and then she backs into one, and yeah. suddenly it's there right in front of her. After so she, she just finished talking herself down from the first one. She loses her composure. And she books it. She runs. But its teeth catches into her shoulder as yes. if it wanted a bite of human flesh. So she whirls, and her leather catches and rips as the huge fang rips into her jerkin, and then she's just booking it. And she sees another skull looming in front of her, the biggest of all. But she doesn't slow. She leaps over a ridge of black teeth and through her... uh, They were tallest swords. She dashes through the hungry jaws and ends up throwing herself against a door. Now, is is that foreshadowing? Jumping into the jaws of the dragon, the mouth of the dragon? Yeah, absolutely. Could you imagine Arya going out in that way, like leaping into the, like to make a killing blow or something? Just diving into the mouth of a dragon. I mean, mean, that or heading, you know, head on against Fagon or Danny. Well, that's it. Just leaping at the, you know, Fagon, Danny Mm -hmm, at the dragon. mm -hmm. It's, I just, that felt very foreshadowing to me. But she throws herself against this door, it resists for a minute, and then it swings inward. It creaks so yeah. loud that she's certain the whole city fucking hears it, but she slips through. She only opens it enough to slip through. And now, this room that she enters here is even darker than the last one. Yeah. Like, by far. She says that she compares it to the blackest pit in the Seven Hells, which 
like, all right, all right, chill. Granted, she just, you know, she just escaped this room with dragons. Well, yeah, yeah, skulls definitely. And Which so... she, she still doesn't know that's what they are. She's right, still they're just, monster they're monsters. Yeah, too. they're just monsters in the dark. But Calm is still water, she reminds herself. But she realizes that even as her eyes adjust, there's nothing to see. She holds up her hands in front of her, and John Cena's, You Can't See Me, and she can't see shit. Not shit. So it says she was blind. Which, I mean, yeah, like I mean, holy fucking shit. She like that's part of her training, right? Is she goes blind? She's blinded by the faceless men, and to, so she's already experienced so she, this, this. And she thinks to Sirio telling her a water dancer sees with all her senses. Yeah, and she closes her eyes because they're useless at this point, and she begins feeling the the, the wall and following her. And way so that's around. it. And so you know, I have I've seen. Uh... I've argued with people uh, about her being too quick to learn the stuff she does with the faceless men and how she is, but it's like she's, she's doing it. She's clearly always been capable, and she's I a think quick that's why she's like, welcomed at the house. Of yeah, Bucky, it's because you know? she's, she's got a knack she's for got this a, stuff. A, a decent talent when she comes in. She's survived. She survives what she survives before even getting there, and she's fucking eight. Yeah, this girl is intelligent. She's clever. She's strong-willed. She's an amazingly strong person. Like, she's got skills that most people do not have. Most adults I know would fucking shrivel up and cry. At. I would shrivel. Up That's and what cry. I mean. Like, I, I wouldn't probably. Down in these dungeons, shit's scary. Her father losing his head. All the shit she yeah, goes no, it'll through fuck later you on. Up. So, she, uh, Arya's just she's something else it's yeah. amazing so yeah but, so she follows this wall down just using her other senses since she can't see and she and... thinks to herself all halls lead somewhere where there's a way in there's a way out fear cuts deeper than swords so this is one of like uh, just a funner question but and i think martin did it intentionally at what point do you think Arya just starts making up these mantras <laughs> um because, like, I, I feel like this one is situational, and I feel like this is her own. All halls well, lead somewhere. And that's why I, I wrote like, down Because, like, why would list. Sirio tell her that, you know? Yeah, so that's why I made a specific <laughs> list of them. Uh, was because I was curious as to how many different ones she had. Yeah. Now, I was... This is when I actually... I made a note of it, funny enough, that... What when is this all occurring? Like we know she's chasing a cat, we get that, and you know we have a maybe a rough estimate of the time of day, but we don't know where in the storyline, where in correlation with Ned is mm. she in her story? Where is Catelyn at Stark at this point in Arya's you know point of view chapter? And we get so, that at the end, yeah. right? Exactly. And so right now we don't know how much training she's actually done with Syria. Yeah. And so she's had enough time to catch almost every cat. Every, no, mm-hmm. every cat every but cat one. Every cat but one. In all of the castle. In yeah. all the Red Keep. So is it taking a long time, or is Arya quick? And, and that's it. Quick and... and so I don't think that it's crazy to think that these are all words that have come out of his mouth currently. Mm. But... Yeah, no, I don't think it is either, but it's an interesting question. It's, it's definitely fun to think about, like, especially going forward, because now that I've made Because I definitely think, list, like... The one she clings to, fear cuts deeper than swords. Um, you know, like uh, calm is still water. Like those kind of things. Summer silk. Those kind of things, I think, definitely came from him. But like 
all halls lead somewhere where there's a way in, there's a way out. I, I definitely maybe, feel like he, maybe, oh, maybe he combined that like, and the sword, uh, yeah, fear cuts like, deeper than swords. I I, like, she's just... Those uh, were separate. But no, I, I could definitely I, I see her coming like up with her own. Yeah, she would situationally make some up. But I digress. It's not really important. Anyway, she's feeling her way along, and suddenly the wall ends abruptly. And she, she's been walking for a while down yeah. this hallway. And she suddenly the wall ends, and she feels a draft of cold air. And from somewhere... Far, far below her, she can hear the scrape of boots and distant voices, and she begins to see a flickering light that lights the wall enough for her to see that she's at the top of a great black well looking down. And there's huge huge stones that are in the circular wall going down like steps, and they were as dark as the steps to hell that old Nan used to tell them of. Yeah. Fucking Nan. Nan. Like, come on, lady. So, I lo- and I'm going to bring up Nan again later, but I'm, I love that woman in the story she's telling. <sighs> so, she looks down in the well and does see that that's where the flickering light's coming from, is a torch carried by one of two men that are currently climbing up these steps of hell. Yeah, so we get thrust into their conversation sort of mid-talk. Yes, but... so, full spoiler again. Varys and Illyrio Mopatis. What up, dogs? So we get found one bastard, the rest will come soon, Varys says. And Illyrio asks him, and when he learns the truth, what will he do? And Arya recognizes his accent of of the free cities. Liquid accents of the, the free cities. It's similar to Bravo. Exactly. It's similar to Sirio. Yeah. She's and got, got that, that comparison. Mm-hmm. So she, yeah. And Varys answers that the gods alone know. And he says that the fools tried to kill his son, and what's worse, they made a mummer's farce of it. He's not a man to put that aside. I warn you, the wolf and the lion will soon be at each other's throats, whether we will it to or not. So now here we get that Varys thinks that it is the Lannisters, specifically, who sent... He's not aware that Littlefinger... Yes, and he'll mention Littlefinger a bit here as well, that we get that, but... um... Illyrio starts bitching. It's too soon. It's too soon. We're not ready. What good is war now? Uh, Delay. And Varys says that you may as well bid me to stop time. Do you take me for a wizard? And the other one chuckles and says, no less. Yeah, no less. So Arya sees the two men begin to climb into sight at this point, and she creeps back, drops to her stomach, and holds her breath as they reach the top. And Varys asks, what would you have me do? And he is in his mummer's disguise, we get at this point, because he's a stout man in a leather half cape yes. with heavy boots. Now, and... this isn't what he... Was this what he was wearing when he met with Ned? I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so now, does that mean that that's where he just came from? I'm I feel like thinking, we're further ahead. Uh, like, it's it's a little later. I think... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like this is further ahead in time than that was. Yeah. So they've gotten a bit ahead there. But she notices that his feet seem to glide soundlessly over the ground. And Arya thinks that there is something oddly familiar about him, but she can't put her finger on it. So actually, absolutely, this is afterwards, because he has right here the knowledge that Cat was taken, and somebody had to get him that message, yeah. and Yorin is just now... So think yeah. about that. Yorin is just now... He's one of the first ones that he thinks to get to Ned with the news. We're, I'm jumping ahead just yeah, yeah, for this yeah. bit. Um if he's one of the first ones there, and Varys already knows, yeah, who the fuck there does he 
did he get that information from already? Because she's it's going to be another few hours yet before she goes and sees Maybe Ned Illyrio, and there. Because what the fuck is Illyrio doing actually in, in King's, King's Landing? Landing? True story. Why? Yeah, been... What is important? This conversation is important enough to warrant Illyrio to take ship from fucking Bravos yeah, to the exactly. Free Cities. Yeah, so I've always wondered what he's doing there. Yeah, so like, yeah. why did they need to meet face to face? Is a huge question about what the fuck's going on. So, yeah, Arya just. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so I really like she noticed that even dressed in those heavy boots, he still, his feet his glided feet, yeah. soundlessly yeah. over the ground. He made no sound. Even though he's dressed in these, sto- he's a yeah, stocky. it's heavy. You know, he should be stomping around. Yeah. And he says, uh, uh, Illyrio says that if one hand can die, why not a second? And this is when Arya sees that he's got a forked yellow beard and he's got the accent. Yes, she also sees Varys's face and she knows that there's something familiar about it she just doesn't know what she has no clue who Illyrio is yeah no. has no but she there's something familiar about Varys even though he's in his mummer's disguise she's picking up on that Ned was inches away from him and almost couldn't yeah Arya's doing that from the shadows 20 feet away without realizing it that she's seeing through that mask but she's a absolutely certain that she's never seen the other one yes. the one the, one, the fat one and she says grossly fat yet he seemed to walk lightly Carrying his weight on the balls of his feet, much like a water dancer might. Yes. So that's interesting that Illyrio is maybe a little quicker on his feet than we're originally anticipating coming from Bravos. Maybe he's got some sort of training of his own and yeah. could pull out some right. crazy shit. So Varys talks, you know, he says, you know, one hand is different than another hand. And so he's mm-hmm. not, Ned's not the one he'll be killing. Well, Illyrio had mentioned that you've danced this dance before. Right. And, yeah, he says before is not now, and this hand is not the other. And she's just, they're, they're coming closer to her, and she thinks still as a stone, quiet as a shadow. Yeah. And it says that blinded by their own torch, which makes sense. They've got this, it's so dark yeah, it's, in here. It, that it's very they've bright They've got in the light, face. yeah, so they can't really see beyond the light of the fire. So they don't see her, and they, even though they only pass a few feet away. And it says that. Nonetheless, we must have time. The princess is with child. This is Illyria. The princess is with child. The call will not bestir himself until his son is born. You know how they are, these savages. Which is interesting to me, because Varys claims to be for the realm, and I know the realm is Westeros, but he claims to sort of do it for the good of the people, but aren't people people like just the fact that the, yeah, the, the savages don't are count savages. as people yeah, yeah. Like... And, well that was Illyrio that said that mm-hmm. and so he's definitely got that contempt well that's it and... if they're working together toward the yeah, same end as you would I think that to, he has that they, yeah that sort of same, mutual respect yeah, of so... everyone but they uh, pause at something and the man with the torch does something Varys does something and Presses Arya, something, yeah. Arya hears a rumbling as a huge slab of rock slides down out of the ceiling with a resounding crash that almost makes her cry out and where the entry to the well was is nothing but solid stone yeah, completely covered up which is fucking crazy awesome. Fucking yeah awesome and uh it says that if he does not bestir himself soon it may be too late this oh this is Varys talking this is no longer a game for two players, if ever it was. Stannis Baratheon and Lysa Aaron have fled beyond my reach. The whispers say they are gathering swords around them, which is we're starting to get set up for book two. And fucking yeah, so he's also he's saying the whispers. You know, he's he's talking about you know his specific people and the, yeah, the, the people he's got placed him. around his yeah. little birds, and he talks about how the Knight of the Flowers has been writing Highgarden 
urging his father to send his sister Marjorie to court. Yes. Because she's beautiful and she's a maid of 18 and... 14. 14, and not 18. And uh, Loris and Renly are trying to marry her to Robert. Yeah, so and make a new queen. have a new queen, right. And gods only know what game Littlefinger is playing. Yes. Varys has no knowledge. So now he says Renly. this, but then he also will mention... Uh, he he blames Cat taking Tyrion on Littlefinger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and so I'll he's get to aware that, of that. Yeah, shortly because so, he says, yeah. uh, "Yet it's so gods only know what game Littlefinger's playing. Yet it is Lord Stark is the one who, who keeps troubles him, my yeah, sleep. Like, will uh, he has the book? He has the bastard, and soon enough he'll have the truth. And now his wife has abducted Tyrion Lannister yeah, thanks says, to Littlefinger's and he's meddling. He's sure that uh, Ty- Tywin's going to be outraged." And that Jamie's clearly not going to be thrilled because he has a soft spot for yeah. Tyrion. And that if the Lannisters move north, the Tullys are sure to get involved as well. And this is, I think, one of the best Varys lines. Delay, you say. Make haste, I reply. Even the finest juggler cannot keep a hundred balls in the air forever. And <laughs> Illyria responds with, you're more than a juggler, old friend. You are a true sorcerer. Now, do you... The, like this is like the third time he's been referred, referred to, to as, as magically inclined. Yes. Do you think that's like completely as a red herring? Like he has, he is against magic entirely, or do you think he? I think it's I, I like I if if what see again <laughs> I hate it that I do it because I can't remember it's been so long since my last read through of if we get it in the book of how Varys was cut. And so if it's the same as in the show where it was the sorcerer who threw his parts in the brazier right. and all that, then I could see this being as a slight dig between old friends where, like, he's truly appraising yeah, his talents, yeah. like, but, but just kind of, yeah, people that he contests, detests, like, you work there. magic. And that's what he says. I, you know, I don't ask you for much. Just keep working your magic for a little bit longer. Just delay a little bit longer. And he tells him he'll do it what he can with what he has, but that he's going to need gold. Yeah. And he's going to need 50 birds. Another 50 birds. And um, he says make sure they're young this time. So, for some reason, and it popped in my head when I was reading it, when he said I must have gold, my first thought was for what? And then my second thought was, is it is he asking for payment? Like, is he asking Illyrio, like, is this Illyrio's plot? And he's asking, like... Oh, see, I didn't... I've, I, I, yeah, I've no, never yeah. done that You either. kind of automatically assume that it's he needs money to spend to further to their needs. bribe people, whatever. But I need gold to do this, like, need, to delay. Yeah, like, you're going you're gonna to put want, me in this You situation. want to delay, you need to pay me more. Like, is he benefiting himself? And I need... Because it's sort of a demand. I, I must have gold and another 50 birds, yeah. like, to do what you want me to do. So, like, I'm all... This is the first time in, in a read through where I've been like, is he asking for payment That's for cool. services rendered? Yeah, like, and so yeah, Varys also mentions that they need to have no tongues. It's too risky for them to keep their tongues. The children that he's, the children are their little birds. Um, I don't think I actually said that. Yeah. And so Illyrio clearly recruits the spies, the children that are referred to as the little birds for Varys. And Varys wants their tongues out. He doesn't. He needs them taught how to read, and it's too risky for them to be able to talk. And that's that. Arya decides, because they're walking down a tunnel at this point while they're discussing this, she starts slowly creeping behind Yeah, they're getting further and further ahead of her. And she's, you know, allowing that so that she can still creep quiet as a shadow. And she's 
not having any difficulties, you know, following them, because there's only one way to go, even when their torch loses its flicker to her her eye. Yeah. Um, so she's blind again. Right. And eventually, you know, she's not hearing any more from them, so she just follows the, the tunnel all the way down till she hits the mouth of a sewer. She finds herself pretending that Nymeria was with her in the dark. Oh, yeah. Pa- patting yeah. along beside her. And yeah, it says that it was full dark when she emerges into the night air, and she's standing at the mouth of a sewer. She was walking in knee deep water, yeah, and sewage that empties out into the river. And so. it says that she stank so she stank so badly that she stripped right there and dove into the dark waters, and she swam until she felt clean. And then she starts scrubbing out her clothes because yep. gross. Uh, a couple guardsmen ride by her. They don't seem to recognize her or care that she's there. Yeah. So she seems like she's all good. And she says that she was miles from the castle, but in King's Landing, one only needed to look up to see the Red Keep on Aegon's High Hill. So she makes her way there. Yeah. And her clothes are almost dry by the time she reaches the gatehouse. The portcullis is down, the gates are barred, so and she goes Here through. comes another fucking badass Arya moment. Yeah. The gold cloaks sneered at her when she told them to let her in. Off with ya. We'll have no begging after dark. The kitchens are closed. The scraps are gone. Get the fuck away. And Arya says, I'm not a beggar. I live here, motherfucker. Get my dad. And yeah, he uh he says I said off with you. Do you need a clout on the ear to help your hearing? And she says I want to see my father. And the older one, who I really actually like the scene because at first the older one seems like the sort of more wizened of the two. Yeah. And he says, "Who's this father of yours? The, the city rat catcher?" And Arya says, "The hand of the king." And they both laugh. And then the older one just swings at her like a yeah. man would swat a dog. No. But Arya sees it coming from a mile yeah. away. And I like that she says that she saw it before he even started the attack. Yeah. And then she just danced away. And so I don't think that it's even her jumping back. It's No, it's a graceful leaning. little, it's like... It's just like a, tw- a sidestep yeah. or, like, you know... And she dances back untouched and says, I'm Arya Stark of Winterfell, and if you lay a hand on me, my lord father will have both your heads on spikes. Yes, I'm not a boy. I'm Arya Stark of Winterfell. Fetch Jory Cassell of Veyon Pool, if you don't believe me. Now, are you going to open the gate, or do you need a clout on the ear to help your hearing? Yeah. Bam. And then we get a little time jump. Yep, time jump. And Fat Tom is escorting her with Harwin into Ned's solar, where he's sitting all by himself. He's got a little oil lamp, just a little yeah. pool of darkness, like a little pool of light in the darkness. And he's hunched all over the book. Hunched over the book, the biggest book Arya has ever seen. But he closed it to listen to Harwin's report of probably fetching Arya, the gold cloaks, and that whole nonsense. And his face was stern as he sent the men away with his thanks. And he tells her that you know I had half my guard out looking for you. And Septimordain has been beside herself that she's been at the the set praying for your safe return. And he says that you know you're never to go beyond the gates without my leave. And this is when she says, I didn't mean to go beyond the gates. I didn't really know I did. I was in the dungeons chasing kitty kitty cats. Like, (laughs) she wants to to fill him in and says, so I I didn't have a torch. It was dark, so I had to follow. And she, it just sort of. Steamrolls, pours out. And then she starts talking about the two men, but she's I couldn't go back on account of the monsters, the father. They were talking about killing you. Not the monsters, the two men, but they didn't see me because I was being quiet as a snake and yeah. still as a shadow. And so she just kind of starts jumbling the facts. They and... said you had a book and a bastard, and if one hand could die, why not a second? 
is that the book is John the John's the bastard, and I that bet. throws him off. And that told John Arya. He asks, "What are you talking about? Who said all this?" And she says, "There was a fat one with rings and a forked yellow beard, and another in mail and a steel cap." The fat one said they had to delay, and the wolf and the lion were going to eat each other. And yeah, it's just all mixed up for her at this point, which she, is so unfortunate. She's trying to tell him, and <clears throat> she says that the fat one said the princess was with child. He was the one in the cu- uh, the cap. I think uh, he was a wizard. And so this is where I wanted to mention Septimordain, because Ned's like, oh, a wizard. Mm. Did he wear a big pointy hat and have it covered in stars? Like, even in this... Yeah, they've got the Merlin book, like, type. They've got that over-the-top wizard, like, with a damn starry night hat. And Septimordain's the one spreading and, the fucking toils. Uh no, uh, old Nan. Uh, it's uh, uh, old Nan. I meant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Arya gets pissed, and she's like, "No, not like old Nan's stories." The fat one said he was, and this is what Ned says. I, I like Arya. I warn you, like if you're spinning thread from thin yeah, air. Yeah, and she starts telling him, like, "No, they said that they they did this, and uh, it in was the all dungeons a by the secret and... wall. Like I was chasing cats, and then she thinks of Prince Tommen and how pissed her father would be yeah. if she knew if he knew she knocked him down." And she says, I went into a window, and that's where I found the monsters. And he says, monsters and wizards. So so, you had quite a journey. So with the wizards and the monsters all, he he finally chalks it up to, like, you said that they talked about dragons. You said they talked about, you know that there's... Juggling and mummers. Right, and so you know that there's mummers all over for the tournament here, trying to make a pretty penny. Make coin, yeah. They're probably in the castle. You're seeing mummers, that's it. And she's getting ready to defend and argue that that's not the case when... Desmond interrupts. Well, I, he he tells her, you shouldn't be following and spying on yeah, people well, yeah, in the first right. place. And I really don't like the thought of my daughter climbing through random oh, windows yeah, after stray cats. He says he's going to have and a word. And he says, look at you. You're covered in scratches. Tell Sirio that I want to have a word with him. And that's when there's a knock and Desmond pokes his head and he's like, yo, what up, Ned? Yeah, Sorry yeah. to interrupt, homie. But, like, there's a black brother from the Night's Watch here begging your audience. And he says it's pretty urgent. And Ned courteous as ever my door is always open to the night's watch and so desmond lets the guy in and he's stooped and ugly and it's yorn it's yorn and uh even though he looks gross and he's unkempt uh we got that which we got that same um description from Tyrion's chapter way back in Tyrion one ned uh greets him pleasantly and asks for his name and he introduces himself yorn as it please my lord and he begs pardon for the hour and then he bows to Arya and says that this must be your son. He has Looks your look. Like and Arya gets pissed yes. and exasperated. I'm Arya Stark. Because she's I'm been dealing with that all day. day. And then <clears> she <throat> just goes into this, oh, you're from the Night's Watch. So you came from Winterfell. And how are Bran and John? Do you know my Rick brothers at Winterfell? Yeah. And John on the wall. And all these, how are they He's doing? in the Night's Watch. You must know and him. And just bombards him. And Ned's like, all right, my daughter forgets her courtesies. Yeah. My bad. Well, it's like it's kind of sweet because she's just asking, like, if I wrote yeah. a letter, would you bring it back to John? Yeah, like, yeah. It's just a, she's I, just trying to figure out like what's kind of going on. It's here. just so sad and to think w- that this so this is their meeting point. Yeah, she wishes that John was here now because she knows he'd believe her about the dungeons yeah, yeah. and the monsters and the wizards. So, yeah, Ned. It says that he says my daughter often forgets her courtesies, but it was said with a smile that softened it. Like he, yeah, like he knows it's just yeah, Arya. It's, uh, like she's excited, and that's it. Like I think that part of that is why you know Yorin mistaking her for a boy, and then he's going. But to we should force actually, her into that. Like we should fucking skirt skirt right here, because Ned is a fucking idiot. Yeah, for not listening to Arya. 
and not and just dismiss. Well, it's it. just the hearing thing, the princesses with child. Why would she like if Ned about, sat down yeah. and thought about that? That would obviously be reference to Danny. Well, yeah, and why the Marcella's fuck not would Arya have any knowledge of that? Exactly. The book, the bastard. Ned literally yeah, just went and book. found Gendry. Right. And so yes, John, th- the and John she, thing yeah, is threw that it the off, book? But is that the book that they're talking about? Is that about? the book? Like, like the, so, someone knows you have the book. The lion and the wolf are going to eat each other. Yeah. Like that's a pretty obvious one. Like yeah, I understand because it, it, it actually really reminded me of Jude, your son, talking to him and getting some of his crazy stories. Yeah, like that's wild. I understand that picking it out from a child is is hard to do, but. When they're coming at you with some stuff that is way above where they should even yeah. be getting random knowledge from, like then they, secret shit, something. then they ran into something, and you should obviously listen. But anyway, Yorin is just kind of staring at her like he doesn't know what the fuck to make of her, but it's pretty great. But uh, Ned asks, did Benjen send you, my brother Benjen? And Yorin says that no one sent me, my lord, except for old Commander Mormont, because he's for supposed to go and bend and the knee to Robert. I really, really like this, how, what he says about Benjen, that his blood runs black. He, uh, Benjen's my brother as much as he is yeah. your brother. It's and for your sake. It's, it's for, for his, his sake, sake that I rode here as fast as I could to get here before the others. I nearly killed my horse, but I left the others behind, he said, and Ned asked the others. And he tells him, swords and Freeriders, the inn was full of them. And as soon as the shit went down, they got the scent. Some of blood and some of gold. And I'm sure some riders rode immediately for Castle Well, that's Rock he said, and, not everybody headed here to King's Landing. Yeah, so Tywin is right aware Tywin. Yeah, you bet your bottom fucking dollar that Tywin's already and aware. he says that... Word. He... Ned asks what, and he's like, we need to talk in private about it. Eyeing Arya, yeah. And so Ned tells Arya, kisses her goodnight, and excuses her. Tells Desmond to see her to her yeah, chambers. And she is immediately like, is something bad happened to John or to Bran or something? Benjen. And he's like, as far as I know. He, you're an answer, and that's what I yeah, like. I, is I really even like at it. the wall, he answers John yeah. and Tyrion pretty straightforward. Like, he says, as to Stark, I can't say. He doesn't know what's going on with Benjamin. But the Snowboy, which I like, the Snowboy. The Snowboy. The snow boy was basically well fine. well yeah. enough when i last saw him it's not them that concern me and so this is when desmond takes her hand and says come on you heard your lord father little lady let's go and so Arya has no choice and she wishes it was fat tom because with fat tom she could find an excuse yeah. to linger at I the wish door and listen so do i because i want to hear exactly like from Arya's point of view yeah like, yeah so what awesome. she would think and so but desmond is too single-minded to be tricked and so she starts asking him questions his father's safe so that, I think, is important that uh, she notices that Desmond's too single-minded to be tricked because she, size, she sizes up her father's guard and knows who she can get away with yeah. what. So with this, she's going to take a different tactic. So, like, she can't listen to what Yorn and her father are saying. She's still, now she goes back to the monsters and the killing of her right. father. Well, so this, and so this is so, cool because it's going to, being single-minded... It's gonna put that idea in his in his head. That's maybe it. I should keep an extra sharp eye on. Yeah, that. why I is she do an extra guard? Yeah, like that's you know that's what it. maybe we should. So yeah, she them. asks, "How many guards does my father have here?" And he says, "Here in King's Landing, 50. 50. And she says, "You wouldn't let anyone kill him, right?" And he says, "No fear on that with, count, with little that many lady." People. He's guarded day and night. He'll come to no harm. And she says that the Lannisters have more than fifty men. And this is when we get the the boasting, yes, the, the answer, the. So they do, but every northerner is worth ten of these southern swords, so sleep easy. 
And she asks, but what if a wizard comes to kill him? And (laughs) Desmond says, as to that, and he draws out his longsword and says, wizards die. Can I just say, Roderick would be pissed. Right? Do not unsheathe your steel unless you mean to use it. But he says, wizards die, same as other men, once you cut their heads off. And that is where Arya's chapter ends. So, one... Uh, Desmond, that's a bit of an overreaction. Yeah. Can, like, seek some medical help, please. Because, <laughs> holy shit. But, it's just, it's, Arya is so good. So good. Yeah, it's like, the the violence that she's around, even in, like, in these early, like, with Desmond, like, just that yeah. reaction to yeah. it. She, like, she shouldn't be seeing that, like, yeah. and hearing that type of stuff. And so, it's a shame that Ned doesn't listen. I know he's got a ton on his plate, but Arya was sort of handing yeah. him some so answers. So that's Yorin gives us the the idea of how much time has passed. Well, so, he he wrote hard. Well, that's like, what I was gonna so say. He, so because we know that it took like a week and a half or two weeks for Cat and Roderick to get to uh, from the, the King's the King's Landing to the end of the crossroads. And that's two of them kind of trying to be... he took three, four days. So, yeah, he rode hard. Tywin, somebody's going to ride hard to get that money from Tywin first. Yeah, to be first. To be the first person Mm -hmm. to give him that info, he's going to... And it's Tywin Lannister. He's going to have money. And, uh... So... uh, Did you have more on that point? Just that that means that Arya's been doing some training with, um... Serial for a couple weeks to a couple months. Good while, probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, um... Why? Oh man, uh, yeah. So why does Illyrio? Why aren't they ready? Like, what is it? So I is think it, that they, is it because Fagon. I think a lot of it has to do with a Fagon not being ready. But what it is is he's not ready because he's going to marry Danny to have the extra Targaryen rule. Well, at this point, Danny is married she's right to the Drogon. And um, so, but what, Drogo. like, what? No, and so I think it's that they don't have all their, sh- their ships but what in a is, row but like, what is for his... the fall of all the houses. Is he, yeah, but what's he, what is, because Aly- if Illyrio is after Fagon ruling, what is he, why does Danny being with child in the calls waiting and not be stirring Because they himself? still do need the. Uh, so like, is that it? Is Danny just a, a ta- like. The Dothraki attack just to attack, and then here comes Fagon to swoop in and save the day? Or is there more of a plan with Viserys and Danny? Is Viserys just a piece of shit now? See, now I pose, I, out the I, board? I, I, def- I remember posing this similar question to you a while back, that if if Illyrio is invested in Fagon... What's his? Well, like we know he, he is based on a dance with dragons. Right. He well, that's at Tyrion. that point, and it's. And it's assuming his, and it's, it was and it's in, his son, and it's his son, probably. Ass, assuming it was in Martin's mind at this point in Game of Thrones. Uh, How could it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Fagon specifically, and so I think that it's. Again, I feel like it's about establishing the control, and she he has such a. Uh, air quote bond with Danny for the assistance that he's not expecting much from Viserys. That's what we've discussed is why would he even yeah, send Viserys he along and to stuff. Chill but the... he's not expecting him to actually come through with anything. And so they've got Fagon to come and clean up after Danny heads over with the, the Dothraki. And I don't think that they're expecting her to maintain any control. Yeah, but I can only see 
them introducing the Dothraki to have it be like Fagon is the hero who comes in and saves them from these savages as he right. Ju- like, That's true. I guess the Dothraki are gonna wreck some shit. Sorry, I just bumped the thing. That scared me. But Dothraki are just gonna wreck shit. Like they will tear right. Westeros down, and Fagon doesn't want to rule like destroyed Westeros. So like. I, I'm just curious as to what his well, so, plan is. So I don't, I, Why I, is the princess being pregnant significant in Illyrio and Varys's? No, and, I, and uh, listeners, if you know, please write us in because Varys and Illyrio are two of my favorite schemers in the whole book series. And so I, I definitely think, and I've made you aware of this, that I, I think that King's Landing is going to burn. I do as well. I yeah. think that Danny will be the cause of it. But I, I've, as I've mentioned, I've recently been reading and discovering some, and I agree that. I feel it's possible that Fagon will gain control of one of the dragons and the the sparking of the fire that causes the destruction of King's Landing while you mentioned Arya and while that even could still be a factor in it I think it'll be Danny and Fagon fighting over King's Landing with Ooh, each other doggy. which could dragons be too. really cool two. exactly Part and deuce. you know Duke. I just think it would be pretty wild cuz then I don't know. It could just be fucking wild, man. Who knows? Uh, anyway, that uh, it's those are our thoughts. Sorry, Illyrio are just amazing. They're masters. And, yeah, they're great and... at what they do. Well, that's what's crazy though is they still don't know what Littlefinger's. That's it. Do. Are they but good at what they do? Can I also point out though, Littlefinger doesn't know what the fuck Littlefinger. Yeah, Littlefinger is just loving life. And so, because so, Littlefinger knows that it wasn't his dagger and Robert had it and that Jamie and the imp had nothing to do with it. Like, yeah, he's just pissing everywhere and just loving it right and people are just falling for it so who's your inductee uh i'm i'm thinking the hmm, i'm gonna say varus just because i think lyria is making some pretty bold demands of him to delay yeah the war of the five kings that's about to occur and knowing how close robert is to death which he just warned ned about we're gathering he warned ned relatively recently that Robert's going to die soon. Like, they're going to make it another attempt yeah. on his life. And once that happens, there is nothing stopping this from fucking exploding. And so, Illyrio asking him to prevent that. One, with how much conviction Illyrio asks him, like, that he could get it done. If there's one man in yeah. the realms that could yeah. delay this, it's, it's you. you. So, I just think it's a great glimpse at these two and their widespread actual I plans. do like also that we find out, regardless of what fashion it is that he has access to funds that the the crown does not mm-hmm. and so he's, he's got an outside benefactor yeah. yeah so he can borrow whatever he needs i'm sure for the crown Well, especially for... because it's purely he's the master of whispers exactly. yeah so him getting but he's got yeah. little birds that the crown doesn't know about right exactly so... and that's exactly it so who's yours uh mine is the one-eared black cat Arya's new best friend. Like, (laughs) we needed to have a dope-ass cat hanging around, scaring off intruders. So, so. just a shotgun out of the ball. Who's in the cat? What does the cat represent? What is it? Who's in it? I think it's one of the old Targaryen kings. Um, I don't think that there's... I think he's representative of, you know, the... I don't know, man. There's just so much shit that I hate. The feralness of King's Landing. I, um, the nastiness of a ruling. You I th- suck. I think, well, because a lot of it has to do with Arya and her her journey on becoming a badass. And almost like, because she caught him. 
and she he didn't get to take it to Sirio. Mm. And so it's almost like he's this unobtainable obstacle that she never she this succeeded. Trophy she didn't get. She succeeded, but and so she you know reached that goal, but she didn't quite completely complete it. And I don't think that matters to Sirio. The point of the fact isn't you know showing him the cat. It's understanding that you learned the lessons and, and you was able to catch it. Yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, you know, I'm going to cheat and say that. All right. Well, but, you, you're so lame. make sure you guys have any thoughts you write into us. Sorry about another long episode, but the ARIA ones we just gush over, man. Yeah, we can't, can't help, help it. it. And so uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. Twitter, at manners without. Instagram, at brotherhood without. Brotherhood without. Sure. We have Patreon, patreon.com slash without manners, where we have our mercy chapter, sample chapter up there. Check it out. It's awesome, we think, but what do we know? I don't remember what happened with the Apple stuff, so you can get us there. on Yeah, Apple Podcasts, because they now split iTunes into three different apps. Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, and Apple Video. Sure. Uh, it all does the same shit as it used to. It's just easier to find categories, and I don't think it's actually changed yet. So Pretty much anywhere you want to listen to podcasts. Yeah, but you can still rate there. and review us please there, please. Do. That'd be awesome. We'll uh, mention it, and if you just have any questions or you want to ask uh, our opinions, if you want to give your opinion on anything, hit us up. We, oh, the Gmail, without manners brotherhood at gmail.com. Yeah, if you're old-fashioned, like to send an email. Can, yeah, feel, um, feel free. Next week, we're going to be reading Ned 8, and that'll be a good one. We might even be combining that, because it's a sort of shorter chapter. Shorter, 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 shorter. Shorter, shorter, shorter. Sort of shorter chapter. I like that. And uh, so we may combine that with the Catelyn following it, Ooh. but the Catelyn following it is a pretty lengthy oh, chapter. So we'll see what happens. So we'll have to see when find a nice balance, but... We'll catch you on the next one and try to send us your inductees for the, I don't know what cat number that is, maybe cat five uh, or so. I want to say it's cat six. Maybe even. cat six even. because it's, it's been a lot of them. But I got it here somewhere, I'm sure. Somewhere, yeah, it is cat six. Hey, cat six. So Ned eight, cat six will probably be in the next episode. Yeah, so if you want to get some inductees, um, we're recording these as often as we can. It's a little closer to the release date. And then we'll also be doing our show uh, series wrap-up episode, yeah, and that's going to so, be uh, the week after our Tyrion 4 episode releases, so that's going to be, today is Monday when this comes out, which isn't actually today, but, you know, and so it'll be the Thursday following this episode release. Sweet, and then we are also going to be very soon working on and releasing our Theon yes. Patreon sample chapter. sample chapter. So, you have that to look forward to as well. Yeah, so Patreon subscribers, patrons, be prepared for another awesome audio. We're going to try and get those out minimum of one a month, and if we can push it. But we're busy, guys. What do you want from us? Anyway, I need to get down to business to defeat the Huns. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Fallow to Harris. Peace. Peace.